hello, friends, and welcome back to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. What's up, Levi? What's up, Jen, is that we are doing the optional dungeon, the Sunken Temple of Karn, today. Damn, that was a smooth segue. Thank you. Yeah. You set me up and... Knocked, knocked it out. Like, no, we knocked like, out hey, this dungeon. Are you enjoying those yellow crocs Any, any, uh, at all? Are you enjoying your yellow crocs, Jen? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> They're so comfortable. Oh my god. Thank you for the croc update. Yep, no problem. You know, there are crocs in this dungeon too, Jen. There sure are, Ken. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching some reruns of MXC the other day. I was wondering where the fuck that was. Oh, we lost the original. I have no idea where I put that. Well, it makes thing- no sense. It's not in any of the places where it should be. Good thing I got multiples. I, I guess. It's so annoying. We have to give Jen her eye of Nidhogg stress ball. I don't know how you found such a specific thing. It's literally like a, a squishy stress ball, but it looks like Nidhogg's eye. <laughs> because she won't <laughs> stop fidgeting during recording. <laughs> so I get to squeeze this instead of tapping on things or whatever else I was doing. Lots. Okay. So much stuff. Apparently. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, Sunken Temple of Karn is the dungeon of the day, a nice breezy side dungeon before we get into the heavy MSQ segment that's coming up next time. I mean, there's no real story here, honestly. It's just like a fun little romp. Yeah, exactly. The Sunken Temple is a level 35 side dungeon, and we hear about it from Nedric Ironheart. This is the Scions-affiliated safari hat-wearing guy who hangs out in Vesper Bay, saying, Hey, you, you look like you want a good time. Check out this dungeon. Yeah. That's the story of the day. You've reached level 35. Why don't you check this out? And we say, cool. Cool, thanks, bro. And we head on over to the deserts of Thanalan. Scootin' and lootin'. The sunken temple is sunken in the sands of southern Thanalan, not in water or any some such. So this was a... um... I guess a, a long lost structure and uh, it was because of the calamity. We can thank the calamity for many things. This included, which uh, it split the ground asunder and the the ruins were exposed once again. Yeah. Like half the hooks are like the calamity unearthed this thing. So go check it out. Yeah. Like, okay. So thank you, calamity. The biggest service to archaeology since time unknown. The sunken temple of Karn is a former Belladian place of worship. We may recall that Belladia is the city in the deserts of Thanalan that was the predecessor to both Uldah and Sildi. And it was fractured, though, when um, two princes disputed succession rights like they do, and they ended up fracturing into two cities. And we can see some cool stuff here. Um, like there are emblems that we find that descend into both of the offshoots. So we have, um, in the course of the dungeon, we find like the Uldan flame and the Belladian grapes. Because there's, so the, the um, Sildian Ulda will eventually kind of uh, adopt the sigils that they, so Ulda will have the helm. Um, the flame and the, the diamond. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or Sildi has the helm and the fruit. Yep. Okay. 
The temple was a place of worship to the goddess Azema, and it was expanded by successive sultans. So every single Beledean sultan wanted to leave their mark on this temple to preserve their legacy in a sense. Right. So as we go through the dungeon, we can see that there are chambers that are dedicated to certain sultans as one guy was like, hey, I think we should expand in this direction. Let's add a, a rumpus room over here. <laughs> How about a second bathroom in this direction? Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, this this place is sprawling. It's quite large. It's just like, a, you know, generational one-upmanship. Yep. This process was put to a stop, though, by the fracturing of Belladia. And then it became lost to the sands until now. Until now. Well, five years passed. Sure. <laughs> As we'll find out, though, there have been past adventurers that tried to plumb the depths of this place, but they were unsuccessful, foiled by the many monsters and traps and puzzles within. Yeah, this is Minneana Jones shit in here, for yeah. sure. Yep. So Nedrick is like, hey, go check out my guy, Bibimu, who hangs out by the temple entrance. This guy is the contact for the archaeologists. So he's like, yeah, another adventurer who wants to go inside? Please, more meat for the grinder. Maybe you'll get lucky and you'll clear this place out for us. Yeah, it's more like, you know, we got a, we got a team of teams of archaeologists and scientists and whatever slowly making their way through the temple um keyword there being slowly because it's just riddled with traps and junk so the adventures come in and they try to clear as many traps as possible and so it's a joint effort to try to get in there so we can uh, we can help yeah i think that the um the scholars are more the beneficiaries as many adventurers have just died or gone missing hey within. in pursuit of the dream man sure you know we're adventurers for a reason it's true so Mechanically speaking, this dungeon is a big step up in difficulty from even the Rayflox long stop from last time. There are a lot of new mechanics here, and a few of them just kill you if you mess them up. Yeah, um, and the the temple bees as well have their final sting, which if you don't take care of the bees right away, they'll just one-shot you. Bees in Final Fantasy games in general have a signature ability called final sting, and in this implementation here... When the, the bees inside the temple get low on health, they will start this kind of longish cast bar. But if it finishes, bam, you get stung, you're dead. And as a tank character, if you are used to just pulling packs of enemies and then knocking them down with area of effect abilities, you will not realize that these bees are within and that they are a deadly threat. So the first time I played this as a tank, I was just, yeah, let's, let's group them up and knock them down. And then, oops, I die for... Seemingly no reason. The reason being that there were bees. Bees! So you need to either focus fire on the bees or stun them when they're casting their final sting to make sure they don't sting you. Yeah. Sting first. Exactly. <laughs> As a final general note, there is a dungeon-wide puzzle here that is optional, but nobody ever does it. Puzzle, I think, is a strong word for what this is. It, it's it's yeah, I don't memory it's, challenge. I it's not even it's not even that. You, you know the the iconography is very clear. <laughs> you know, sure. But uh, the only thing that you could you could call maybe a puzzle would be the very last one. But again, it's just a, an observational test. It's not hard, but it still is a puzzle in that you have to deduce and solve something to complete it. You're not wrong. Thank you. 
But again, though, nobody ever does this. I, I don't think that the vast majority of the player base knows how, including us, Jen. Yeah. They talk for us not knowing shit. I mean, that's the thing is there's no option to do this with NPCs. So you, you really can't go at your own pace. You're beholden to the pacing of the other players. And that's typically very, very fast. Um, they're not stopping to pick up the relics. They're not stopping to install them in the pedestals to open up doors for treasure. Because, you know, you already have loads and loads of these fucking Karn boots and Karn goggles and whatever the fuck. But if you're doing it for the first time at the appropriate level, absolutely, um, you know, fight for your right. And if the players are, any, are decent folk, and most of them are, like, hey, can we just you know, make sure that we hit up all the whatevers and, and get the treasure rooms because then you'll just, you'll walk away with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's pretty good. Jen and I did two runs of this dungeon. We did one with the podcast characters, Shu and Otis, and we did that synced with two randos. The tank character was just rocketing through the dungeon. Oh, he was great. Yeah. You know, he, he knew his stuff. He knew the critical path. No breaks. Yep. We're not stopping for shit. Nope. Yeah. Pee before you leave because we ain't stopping. Yeah. <laughs> He did the standard thing where you just fail the puzzle intentionally at the end just to get penalized and move on. Yeah, who cares? But then we did a second run with our main characters who are level 90, and we did it unsynced so we could do the damn puzzle ourselves for yeah. the first time. And we both got the achievement for actually doing the whole Nothing dungeon. the realm! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because, you know, sure, I'm level 90, I've done some stuff, but you... Because of the way you play, you've done, like, all the fucking stuff. So it's hilarious that this level 35 dungeon you still hadn't, like, seen at all. Final, final general note. This dungeon has enemies that appear in the Grand Company hunting log. So if you are trying to rank up in your Grand Company, I recommend that you get to the point where these guys appear in your log. It'll say, Location, Sunken Temple of Karn on them, so you can knock them out in one pass. If not, no big deal. You just run it again. It'll be 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's a good time, so whatever. Anyway, uh, time for some dungeoning, Jen. Woo! We get greeted upon entry to a cutscene that sweeps over the entire entry area. A big, open, almost like a semi-built-up ravine, I'd call it. And as we enter, we're greeted with this vista of these crumbling runes in the foreground that frame this tower in the background that is ringed with bronze-looking statues. It's pretty sweet. On the outside, it kind of looks like Petra. You know, it's like carved out of the cliff face itself. But then you go in and it's like, and then you can, you know, see the the work of the sultans of the past spread out before you in all its splendor. And when we ran this, it was just reaching morning. Appropriate for the temple to the sun goddess Azema, there was a rising sun in the background that backlit this whole scene upon entry. Yeah. So like time that shit. Go in at 6 a.m., walk through the front door. And then you'll be greeted by these rays of nascent sun coming out over the cliffs in the far in, in the far distance, and then 
like enveloping that tower with the sentinels all around it. And it's it's quite a sight. I sat there and appreciated it. I took some screenshots. Nice. Very, very nice. The critical path here is down a passage to the right. But if we go dead ahead, we can find a little stone monument that depicts two carvings, one of a flame and one of a grape. And we'll mark these for a later. Yeah, there's nothing here except for the visual, really. You can click on it, but it says, you know, the, the writing has been worn away. Um, and so this is this is part of the observation test. And once we're done sightseeing, we can head down that passage into the depths of the dungeon, which is lit by these blue crystal lanterns on the wall. On the way down, we grab a tablet showing a helm. In the next chamber, we meet our first Temple B, because we're pro players, we watch out for that. Focus <clears throat> fire. And press on past a few bats and skeletons, grabbing a tablet with a diamond on it. And then we meet the first boss, the Teratotar. Teratotor. It's Teratotor, right? Yes. Teratotor. Teratotor. Nope. <laughs> Whatever. Opinions may differ, Jen. They sure do. This guy is a Taurus Void Scent, a hunched monster with stubby wings, claw hands, and curving bull-like horns. With Belladia's Vok heritage, it's no surprise that they have this guy down here, given Vok's predilection for black magic. The Taurus Void Scent are usually summoned into the bodies of slaughtered livestock, so classic demon summoning wow. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so this first guy, the mechanics of this fight are going to be unlike anything you've ever experienced so far in the game, and it's going to fuck you up, if you don't know. <laughs> Um, I think this will be like the first application of Doom on, yes. on you. Yep. Yeah. So Doom, if you let it sit, will eventually kill you. So you need to get it off your body. What triggers the Doom is he will cast a spell called Mortal Ray, which hits every character in the room. Also in this room, there's going to be these um, square emblems on the floor. They will eventually, one of them will eventually start glowing. And that's where you go. Go to that fucking square stand on it and the doom will be removed from you um and then you know rinse and repeat he also has adds which are dung wisps who have the final sting ability if you focus them they're easy but if you're not paying attention you're gonna get stung yep tough stuff i think we died to it the first time oh definitely yeah the the lighting on the on the floor tiles, like what are we, medallions. Huh? Sure. On the, on the medallions on the floor, uh, the lighting is it's pretty subtle. And if nobody's telling you to run to them, you just have to like watch and just usually. Okay, so when I'm trying an alliance raid for the mm -hmm. first time, for example, I and I don't know where the fuck. I'll just watch and see where everybody else is going, and that's <laughs> where I go. Um, and hopefully they're all right. Most of the time they are. So. Nobody tells you. It's kind of hard to gauge what to do there. This also is one of the first places where checking your debuffs matters. The default UI for debuffs is criminal. Mm -hmm. Go into your UI settings, make those things as big as possible, and move them move somewhere them that appears... In your, in your eye gaze. <laughs> because your debuffs are essential for this game. You got to know what's on you. And if something slips on like a doom out of nowhere... Yeah, like a tick. Or then you're going to die. Anyway, there's that PSA. We defeat the Tritotar. <laughs> Tritotower. Teratotar. Tyrannosaur. Teratoma? No. <laughs> Teetotaler. No. Triscodecophobia. Thank you. Okay, that's it. Um, the guy. <laughs> Teratotor. <laughs> Reptar. And um, 
we press on into a room that shows us just beyond this opening in the stone wall, a sunny courtyard, but it slams shut as we approach. And we meet the first of these big stone head enemies, Avoir Dupois. Yes, face golem. The face golems. Made out of face. Which are stone-carved heads that are covered in etheric veins. You have to kill these guys on top of glowing stone platforms, the medallions. Otherwise, they will keep getting back up again and again until you do it right. Yeah, it's like a weight-sensitive switch. They will not revive once you kill them on one of these platforms. If you miss, they'll keep coming back up. Yeah, it's it's a cute concept in general. The way it's implemented, though, it's very hard because their melee range is finicky, and they will pause and move and pause again sometimes, which can make it hard to get them on just the right place. Mm -hmm. I think if the platforms were like twice as big, it'd be a lot easier Yes, just to remove that friction, but whatever. After we kill the head on the platform, the gate opens again, revealing this courtyard that's lit by the sun with a big pile of rubble in the middle of it. And here, we are greeted by two more Avoir Dupois heads. And if we kill them on their respective platforms, they open side rooms where we can grab two more emblems. One of fruit, the fruit of knowledge, and then the flame of magic. And these emblems are typically skipped in most of the dungeon runs. Um, They're not necessary because like Levi said, at the very end, there's a a particular order you need to, you need to put one particular emblem on the left and one on the right and then tip the scales. And if you did it correctly, then the door will open. If you don't do it correctly or you just don't do it at all, you're just, you just got to fight a couple of mobs. It's really not a big deal. Um, however, if you want to unlock all of the special treasure rooms, you will need all four of the emblems in order to do that. So after grabbing those, or not, we head down underground again into another subterranean passage and run into the second boss, the Temple Guardian. Yeah, golem looking guy. Yeah, this guy is a golem formed of bulky, rough stone who was animated by Vaki Black Magic. And he will only let those who bear a worshipper's cane pass. We don't, so we're going to beat we it up instead. Kill him, yeah. This guy has one real gimmick, two targetable areas, his main body, and then a soul stone in its chest. Just like Titan, Titan we have to yeah. destroy the soul stone. This makes the body vulnerable. We beat the body for a while. The stone regenerates and repeat till it's dead. It's awful. <laughs> it's made of rock gin. It's fine. It has no feelings. Okay. Promise? Maybe. Uh. No guarantees with black magic, Jin. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe he's in a better place now instead of operating to the tune of the, the, the Vaki puppet masters. Probably true. Either way, yes. Once that's done, we head up again into the far side of that big courtyard. Up the stairs. Yeah. After we defeat Gollum Guy and kind of wander around, then we're at this... Another big, impressive open space with a large staircase in front of us. And there's going to be two rooms, uh, one to our left, one to our right. And the rooms th- will have a um, a little pedestal in front of each one where it has a, a, a curiously emblem-shaped cavity where you can place one of the little emblems that you found. And this is, again, this is not a puzzle because it's literally like um, one will have the symbol of a helmet and one will have the symbol of a diamond. And that's what you put in there. And it opens up. You get a treasure chest. Uh, what I think you're typically going to get um, like elemental shards. But it is possible to get gear. 
you're going to go up the stairs uh, and same thing. So there's going to be one with the flame symbol and one with the grape symbol or the fruit symbol. Do the same thing. They open up treasure and then you can move on. These vaults are the vaults of steel, wealth, secrets, and aether. Mm-hmm. We've had to knock down more of the heads for platforms to open gates, whatever. We reach the top. And we find an indoor corridor that terminates at a room that has a very familiar looking monument Mm -hmm. that shows two scales, two stone scales, but no emblems. Where have we seen this before? Probably never if you're following the tape. (laughs) (laughs) So this is this is where you this is a callback to the very first thing you see when you walk through the doors when we enter the dungeon is um, the monument that shows the flame of knowledge yes on the left and the fruit helm no no no, no, you're, it's no you're right you're right you're right flame and fruit is it yep. flame of something and fruit it looks like a cinnamon so it's the fruit of knowledge and flame of magic flame of magic okay if you do the puzzle correctly then a wall section will vanish revealing a secret passage which is a partially collapsed corridor with three chests in it yeah which is a pretty beefy reward if you need level appropriate gear from the dungeon yeah And also, this will make the doors to the final boss chamber open. If you don't do it correctly, a handful of mobs spawn, kill them. them. Then the doors open. Yeah. But not the treasure room. Nope. You got to do the, you got to bay the troll toll. The last boss is the adjudicator. Yeah. This is a- The adjudicator. Thank you. (laughs) A tall, elaborately carved stone figure wielding a staff. This guy has a lot of attacks by quantity. Not variety, just quantity. Yeah. And it will keep you on your toes if you are going through the game for the first time. Yeah. So first, it will spawn little Ankh-looking things on the floor called Mithril Verges. And they will fire out line area of effect attacks continuously until you destroy them. If you let several spawn without killing them, and towards the end when the spawn rate ramps up, there will be a lot of beams on the floor you gotta dodge. Yeah, it, it becomes a, a visual mess. Yep. And it's gonna be hard to maneuver. So just keep an eye out, eye out for those. The second big mechanic is that bigger verges will spawn on the floor sometimes, surrounded by a square of dark energy. One damage-dealing player should get inside those and destroy the Ankh. And when they step inside, a force field forms around the box, which will trap them in there until they destroy the target. <laughs> Jin's never done this before, apparently. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Though I think that that only happens if you don't interrupt the cast. No, the interruptible cast is a separate okay. effect. If you don't destroy these verges, then they will send out a big party-wide damage pulse. Finally, the other thing is that this guy will summon in more of the stone heads during the first part of the fight. Just like before, you can kill them on lit stone platforms and they will be disabled. Ta-da! The adjudicator is defeated and the dungeon is over. Good times. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess first off, after having done the puzzle, it's still not worth the time if you are trying to go for a completion. Right. 
if you get this in a roulette and unless someone is saying, hey, you know, I want to do this properly for once or whatever, <clears throat> then I would just do the shortest path because that will be faster, even with the extra fight at the end. Totally. If you want the gear, then by all means, it's a great way to get it. Not saying this is really critical to revive Karn in this day and age, but if they wanted to make the puzzle more enduring, they could put things in those final chests like minions or an orchestrion roll or something. Something good. Just something that is not Rare. level dependent. Yeah. It's like a 5% uh, you know, like a 5% spawn rate of some special mount or something if they if they wanted to. That would make like, people go woo! fucking crazy. Are you that would drive people insane. Get that I've mount. been doing fucking Karn all day and no mount drop. It would be a, it would be like an adjudicator mount and you sit on his like his shoulder or something like a parrot. That's an option. <laughs> we can talk about it. We'll workshop it. There are mounts that have shoulder riding slots. Oh, totes. Yeah. Like Raubon. Raubon. On this replay through, I really do appreciate how this dungeon steps up difficulty. Yeah. You know, you've leveled up in terms of skill, I hope, because we're going to challenge you. And give you stuff you've not seen beforehand. Yeah. And it will kill you if you don't learn how to deal with it. Here are some mechanics. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, for veteran players, nothing special, obviously. We've seen some shit. We've seen it all. But still, like, in the progression, like, this is a fun dungeon. It's a ramp up. It is not Sestasha. Everything just does, like, circle AoEs and that's it. Yep. In the fight, there's like a division of labor, finally. Like, all right, you go off and you handle that onk. You go off and you handle that avoir du poids. And I'll handle the soul of this creature and beat it into submission. Mixing fights, but I, know, I get I your know, meaning. I know, I know, Any other comments, Jen? Nope, just a fun little, fun little romp. Yep. Next time, we are back in the main story quest, and shit's gonna get serious. Oh, it's going to fuck you up. I mean, you're going to start feeling feelings. That's we're we're getting into to, to feelings. We'll be playing through the quest Cold Reception. And that will do it for today's episode. Um, thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you want to reach out, uh, you can do so at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com uh, or via Twitter at podreturn. We love hearing from you guys. Questions, comments, concerns, glam ideas. Um, we don't care. Let us know. And uh, with that... We hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time.